Here we go. Uh, hello. We are the Brothers Geek, and this is our podcast. Uh, my name is Patrick Schmaltz with my two brothers, Christopher Schmaltz. Hello, Christopher. Hi. Uh, and my other brother, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello, I'm in the bottom of the screen for this episode. <laughs> uh, we're brothers, we're geeks, we talk about geeky things. Uh, this is episode number 191. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah, oh. I can't. I can't complain about much. Oh, good. Yeah, I am very good. Phoenix. Yeah. Going to Vegas this weekend with the wife for a little getaway. Mm. Going to gamble, eat some food, see a show. It's ex- yeah, we're excited. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a particular table or a, a, a gaming? Uh, uh, thing that you uh, enjoy? Well, I love to play craps. That is my game yep. of choice. It you is like, the most yeah, yeah. fun game to play in a casino. It is the most complicated me. game, but it also is the most fun game, yes. absolutely. You're absolutely right. The penetration point for craps is, is high, mm. but once you kind of understand most of the basics, like there's bets on the, on the table I don't understand, mm-hmm. but if you understand enough, you can have fun with it and yes, play... Yeah, play pretty well. So I will place. I will put some money on the craps table this weekend for sure. I feel like I feel like there's a point in craps where you could be. There's a lot of your money on the table, and things are going hot. And then in an, in one single roll, it is all gone. That like happens it, all the time. Yes, yes. You're like, oh my god. There's like so much money there, um, and then immediately bye yeah uh, and, the entire, <laughs> and the entire table gets rat gets raked yes because, yes because so, some so, crap that yeah <laughs> people push people push their bets one too many times and the guy craps out yeah yep yeah it's, it's, that's, it, the, that's the swings with craps man i, I just when it, goes, when it goes bad it goes bad you know i have a lot of uh you know i have a lot of things i'm addicted to dungeons and dragons and you know uh uh just uh, being an idiot, I'm addicted to that. Uh, but but like I do not have a gambling addiction. Like I I do not feel that I have no desire to. Like I I don't understand. Like you just lose and then you just I don't know you get you I want to leave. It's like okay I'm done. That's it. It's okay. like it's like I never I guess I've never really won. Like I haven't had that winner's high yet. Like it's like yeah. yeah. I, I, the best time I've ever spent at the craps table, I basically broke even. Mm. Um, when we were on our cruise, I, I broke even at the craps table. Like I started gambling with five hundred dollars at the beginning of the cruise, and I walked away from the table with five hundred dollars. So, wow! Yeah, I mean, so that, but that's just you know. But there's been time. I mean, the, a couple years ago when Ash and I went to Vegas for the first time. Um, I want enough in craps at like a low limit, like five, like ten dollar minimum bet table, and it paid for our hotel room for the weekend. Mm. Like I won, I was up like four hundred bucks. So, right. started, I, I think I was gambling with one fifty or two hundred, and I ended up walking away with three, four hundred dollars. That was pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty. That's that's legit. I mean, but that's two instances of half yeah. a dozen instances <laughs> where I've, I mean, I've lost money. Yeah, that's why time. all the expensive huge casinos get built dude the yeah math exactly. is not the math is not in your favor ever yeah, ever ever, yeah. ever uh excellent 
yeah. well, that's fun. Um, Before we get going, this just came to me. Yes. We're gonna, you're going to do a list later on. Favorite film set in Vegas. Oh, film or TV show set in Vegas. Well, oh, do you want do you want do you want like an off the cuff one or do you want to make that cuff. that let it, off the let cuff? It, I mean, not everything I, has to be scripted. Patrick. Well, well, not scripted, but like I like to do my research and remind movies that I like am not thinking of. Well, uh, what comes to mind immediately? That's well, more spontaneous. Well, I mean, Ocean's Eleven comes to mind immediately. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, I, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, Casino is a great movie, even though I, I, I don't know how I feel about Martin Scorsese not, as an older not guy. Very, not very happy. Not a very it's happy a hard, man. Sometimes no. it's a hard watch. Yeah, that's a very hard watch. I think most Martin Scorsese movies are a hard watch. Like, I, uh, Dad and I actually had this discussion because our father, as you guys know, is a Martin Scorsese devotee. Yeah, like, Fanboy. Yeah. Fan he thinks he's a genius, which in certain ways he is. Um, the only Martin Scorsese movie I will watch and rewatch is Casino. Mm. Like I've seen, I've seen Goodfellas. I've never seen Raging Bull, but I've seen Goodfellas, seen Casino, The Departed, of course, you know, other, uh, The Aviator. So kind of like lower tier, lower tier Martin Scorsese movies are the ones that I end up rewatching. But the most rewatched Martin Scorsese movie for me is Casino. I just, <laughs> I love the tension between Robert De Niro's character and Joe Pesci's character. Like they're these best friends, but Robert De Niro is terrified of his best friend because he'll his best yeah, friend. He's just like a murderer. He's just like a he's straight. Not, he's an, he's an animal. He has yeah. no control whatsoever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Casino's a good one. Con Air. Uh, I was thinking Con Air. Not really. I mean, ends in Vegas. That's not a Vegas movie. I don't don't think that counts. I don't think that counts. Also, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, the sequel. A lot of the movie takes place in Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, Yeah. We talk about a sad, hard watch. Yeah, sad, hard watch. Um, Oh, gosh. Let me think. Uh, Hangover. Hangover. Hangover is oh, a good one. Yeah. That's the best one, I think. I oh, think you might be right. I it's think not. Hangover it's, is the best movie set in Las Vegas. I think. I think. It, I think it might be. I mean, it's a quintessential Vegas movie because it's like the modern, the modern man going to Vegas. You get drunk and then you forget everything, and things yeah. things get crazy. And yes, it's um, that's the yeah. that's the good good vegas movie that's a good one that's a good one yeah i mean but that's all that's only like three or four we can't even make it to a list with each other like that's why i like number number two number two is definitely oceans 11 that's a that's a great movie it's a a really really it's 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 just a fun heist movie yeah 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 it's um it's it's really really well made heist movie Mm -hmm, yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah god i'm yeah i'm just i'm just like what else Thinking of Vegas movies, yeah, trying to. I mean, striptease or it's not striptease. Uh, Showgirls, terrible movie. Not terrible. not not on the list. Takes place in Vegas. Now I'm just trying to think of movies that takes place in Vegas. Um, yeah, isn't that weird that there isn't more? Like, yeah, big movies. Oh, you know what? You know, you, you know, I got a, I got one. I got one. Uh, I actually like it. Is uh, Fright Fright Night. With uh, Colin Colin Farrell, that's New Orleans. Orleans. That's no, no, it, that's Vegas. 
Are you sure? I'm pretty. I'm almost positive it's it's Vegas. Let's, let's look it up. Oh, I'm thinking of Snake Eyes. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Snake no, Eyes, that's Snake that's uh, uh, in, in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a Brian. Yeah. That's a Brian De Palma movie. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie a few times. I I like until like the third <laughs> act. Night. That movie what? is really interesting. Fight? What one is I don't, well, I'm, he, I don't he, know. Uh, Colin Farrell plays a, a vampire, and it's uh, his a- next door Anton Yelchin. Yeah, Anton yeah, Yelchin, and, uh, and it's like it's night. it's based on an '80s movie by the same name, and it's similar, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. but a little different. It's a re- it's a really good remake. It's well, a really good. You know, good it's not in Vegas. It's in Henderson, but America's Sweetheart. Oh God! Ah, oh God! Okay. That's the no, resort okay. in Henderson. Right, yeah. right outside of Vegas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you gotta I, think for John Cusack's like your guy though. You like John I Cusack? Like, you, I love you John love, Cusack. Gross Point love. Blank. Gross Point Blank is a top ten for me. So I I can agree with that. Gross Point Blank is a great. Better movie. Off Dead. I watched Better Off Dead the other day. Holy shit, that movie is terrible and awesome. <laughs> I love Better Off Dead. What was the one where he's the? Uh, he plays Lloyd Dobler, and he it's the one where he holds the boombox above his head. Hey, oh, say anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's, that's a Cameron that, that's a Cameron Crowe movie, so it's amazing. Great, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. yeah. The first like the first forty five minutes of that movie are incredible, but like I I think it sort of doesn't know what to do with itself for the last like half hour. It sort of like peters out a little uh, bit. Yeah, the tension the tension kind of dissipates. Yes, the tension the tension falls apart. The love story. Yeah. yeah. Um, the criming, the, the whole criming dad. Is, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah, ju- yeah, it sort of, it, yeah, it takes, takes the movie in a different direction uh, yeah. for a little while. Um, all right, yeah, if we think. Point blank. Oh, uh, yeah. Now we're on, now we're on top ten. I mean, I, I now I want to do top ten John Cusack movies. Like, now, <laughs> like, we're, we're on to a different list. So I'm going to write that one down for the future. Uh, John Cusack movies. Top, John Cusack, also in Con Air, plays the little connection there. Little, best little, supporting actor. Best, yeah. Yeah, Vegas connection yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so I have a list of, because we haven't done this in a while, of just random things I, I watched, so I'm just going to start rambling, and if you guys want to chime in, uh, you you can at any point, or if you want a longer discussion. Oh, we appreciate your approval our, just say, during our podcast. What I'm saying is, if you have things to contribute, or you watched it and want to say something to uh, you, yeah, you're, we you're welcome to charge, do it, not you're allowed. Charge ahead. Charge, 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 that charge oh, so, yeah, so, I'd like to start off with something I like, and it's I don't know why I like it, and I, I think I could sort of describe Wait, it. Yeah, this is rare for you. You're not going to start off shitting on shit stuff? on something. So 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 I know it's pretty kitty and really simple, but Percy Jackson and the Olympians is a fun little show. No, and it's not. I'm yeah. enjoying it. I'm I enjoying. Believe you like that show, dude. I, you I like. It. You are such a weird contradiction. I know why. Oh, he's not good, dude. I know why I like it. You know why? I li- you know why I like it? Because it's a quest. Oh my god! Yeah. It's a boring ass, slow moving dumbass quest, dude. I like it. It's a slow. Uh, I'm enjoying. Like, that kid is, is like. My the affection. storytelling is trash. 
my affection for that movie for that TV show stems from one thing. Yes. I love the book series and I, I am a fan of the book series. So I give the TV show a pass. I, oh, I, 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 I think, I think, I think I, is it, oh, wow. I'm surprised that I'm the, the one who likes it. I think no. it's, I think it's fun. I like the, okay. I like the Greek, the Greek mythology stuff. That's weird and modern. Lame. Uh, I Lame. like that. I like that kid. I like that main kid. He's he was in the Adam Project. I I was racking my brain at where Adam where, Project. Adam it, Project is a very good movie. It is not good. It is forgettable I as like shit. It. But like he Product was a lot. great actor. That kid was a good actor. That movie is forgettable and terrible. And nope. that that kid was a gem. A gem in in this this forgettable movie. Oh he was God. a diamond in the pile of shit. And you're yes. and you're and you're, you're a fan of Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson is Fun. Oh my god! It's I, I, it's it's lighthearted kid fun, and I am enjoying it. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. It, it, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep here. I got. I got to write down some times here. Mark, Mark, yeah. Okay. That, that well. Yeah. That's that's terrible, Patrick. Come on. So, but you're you're continuing to watch the show, Christopher. Correct. Like you're what you're gonna are you gonna watch the episode that comes out tomorrow? Yeah, night? are you shared experience with my daughter who's very enthusiastic about the show and she loves the She's book. smart. Oh, Kira, Kira is very smart. Yeah. I am sharing it with her. Yeah, yeah Kira is the smartest person in that. I'm not surprised that the two smartest people uh like the show. I'm I'm not surprised. Um Monarch. I watched all of Monarch. I struggle watched Monarch. I almost fell off a couple times and I mostly pushed through because uh, of the podcast and I wanted to finish it and talk about it. Plus, I love giant monsters and Godzilla and all that. Um, Monarch was very boring. Uh, went nowhere. I feel like this... The, like the new my new thing is like is this a good show or is this content i feel like this monarch was just content they were just trying to tell tell some story about godzilla and they like framed it in this like stupid ass teeny bopper uh searching for my dad story um that wasn't even that good or interesting or or fascinating at all what did you guys think of did you guys watch monarch did you finish it Never, didn't I, watch an episode of monarch I am uh, halfway through the season. Exactly. Exactly. I like the God, the new uh, Gareth Edwards Monsterverse. Uh, re- relaunch Monsterverse. I like all those movies. I've seen them all. I just haven't watched Monarch. I I think, I, I think they steadily get worse. Like I think Godzilla is very good. Skull Island is is better than it should like should be it has any right it has any right and it has any right to entertain it is so entertaining and then i feel like what is it king king of monsters kind of eh. and then godzilla versus kong is so ridiculous that it goes the other way and it becomes fun again for some reason like but like that movie's fun that movie's but it it is dumb as fuck and all ridiculous it is is, so dumb it is so dumb it is so ridiculous that it's like i don't care anymore and this i'm just enjoying my life uh yeah yeah, kaiju battle giant kaiju battle uh with let with them, let them fight let them fight you let know it's just, fight. it's just it's just that stuff's good uh but yeah. gareth edwards is like i mean that's a legit good movie speaking of monster kaiju movies might as well comment i went and saw godzilla minus one in the theater that is the best godzilla movie i've seen 
like I, maybe I that, that is fantastic. I've heard maybe, it's tremendous. Maybe ever there. I mean, okay, just to frame this for you, and this is spoil. This is going to be spoiler free. There are thirty minutes in the middle of the movie where there's no monster, and you don't care. It's such a good movie okay. that you are okay with it just telling a good story and mm. you suddenly give a shit about the characters in a Godzilla movie and when Godzilla shows up you're afraid for the main characters you don't want them to die and it's good it's crazy good and I so need to see that. I it, need is, to see it, too. it is worth watching if you can see it in the theater still go see it uh, I, rec- I highly recommend it uh, so uh, one of the I, I think I, I think I am safe to say I think it's my favorite Godzilla movie. I mean, wow. Shin Godzilla Shin Godzilla is fascinating, and I really enjoy that too. The special effects aren't very good in Shin Godzilla, but it is like the corporate meeting of Godzilla movies, uh, and it's still fascinating to watch. It's like how the humans would react. It's all these like board meetings and and like uh, political like stuff and and like you and but then it cuts too and it's like godzilla's doing stuff and then them having scientists having to figure out how to fight godzilla that 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 movie's that movie's fun uh but godzilla minus one is is amazing uh so go 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 see it that's a stellar review yes yes um okay rapid fire here i watched rebel moon on netflix uh, that movie is dumb as fuck. Um, and I want it to Does be it good. Come all the way around, and it's so dumb as fuck. It comes all the way around, and it's no because it's not e- because it's not even fun. Uh, like there's no fun to it. That I mean, I I I am sort of a Zack Snyder like I, I like Zack Snyder's movies, but I will say. I, I, I dislike Zack Snyder's movies mostly, but he makes a beautiful, fun movie, right? And and that's what I was looking forward he to. Makes, he makes he has interesting set pieces yes. in his movies. Yes. But I would never I don't think I would ever say his movies are fun. Really? Like They're, you I know the, of, I can't think of anything off the top of my head I would define as fun from Zack Snyder. Well, got, uh, 300 is fun and I I think entertain I would say entertaining is a better way to describe it. Uh, yes, like, it entertainment. When Did, I think of when I think of a fun movie, it's a movie that makes me smile. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it's lighthearted and fun. It makes me smile. Right. None of Zack Snyder's movies ever No, no, me no. Smile. They're not happy go lucky. And I really like Watchmen. Um and I uh, so here's what I'll say. I expect cool shots from Zack Snyder. I expect good action. I I expect decent special effects and like uh i it, this movie is superiorly lacking in all of those you could tell they're standing in a green screen a lot of the time it doesn't look very good the the char- characters are really boring and 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 bland and it's basically the magnificent seven in space and you say that and it should be fun it is not fun you don't get to know any of the characters and it is a setup movie for a sequel movie so it's not even like and i don't know how someone could make a movie that is like at one part very boring but in another part not enough setup like for you to care about the characters like you want more but there's but it's boring what you got like it's like 
I want better. Yeah. yeah in my mind, there's actually, there's no worse thing to I mean, beyond if a, you know an offensive movie. There's no worse way to describe a movie than boring. Yes, it is a like, boring. It is a boring a movie, movie. A movie can be bad and still hold your attention. Yes. But when a movie is bad and it's boring, mm-hmm. there's no redeeming quality whatsoever. Yeah, when I started to just like think too much while it's walk- watching, and you can start to like poke holes in it. Uh, did either of you watch it or no? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, well, what do you think, Christopher? Uh, I, 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 I guess my take on it is. I don't. I think I disagree with you about how it looks. There are scenes that look amazing, um, and I think that's what he's. Yeah. That's his number one skill is visual appeal, right? Um, mm-hmm. In my mind, and so I think Rebel Moon. There are absolutely scenes and and shots and setup that are freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked amazing. Um, I, I think, again. Uh, go, I agree with you, Patrick. On the, uh, the the main character needs to be compelling as hell, mm-hmm. and she is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get nearly enough about why I should give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the main problem is that there's a lot of uh, you know there's a variety of different characters that are just an inch deep. Um, and I I didn't care enough about the main character and what her motivations are and uh, the the and it had you know it had qualities um, and it's trying hard to be Firefly in mm. some instances um, and but not nearly filled with compelling characters that I'm really caring about whether and they're flawed and. Um, they're just sort of one-note tropes. Mm-hmm. And that was... Um, again, I, I've never viewed Zack Snyder as this uh, character studies that are super compelling. Not that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind right. of one-note stuff. Yeah, it's very, very one-note. I, but I like think that like he makes you care about the Watchmen characters. And maybe because of this, that's the source material that he's pulling from has so much... That- that's that's why. Yeah. You care about the Watchmen characters because they're deeper than any other movie he's ever done. Yes, yes. Accurate. Um so so I, I don't mean, he did he, he did make Dawn of the Dead, which is uh, a, a very fun zombie movie. It's a great yeah. movie. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One 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 of the better zombie movies ever made, I would say, and and just a good fun play, good and time. You, and you care about those characters. You do. Right. He got it right. like the mix Whatever alchemy for that movie, you 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 got into it with those characters, and you want you cared about their fate. That That's was sure. that, that was yeah. back when he was not Zack Snyder, and and he wasn't surrounding himself with yes people. So like, who knows where he is now? Uh, no. You know, um, he forgot about characters and a little bit maybe. Make so. yeah. you know, Re- no. Rebel Moon Part One gets one sad horn from us. Wah, wah. <laughs> and, and look, it tells you a lot when the most interesting character to me was the robot mm. that I wanted to learn much more. Same. About. That, oh my god, a hundred percent. Like this character, why isn't this the main character? Similar story could have yeah. been working on the farm. You just could have yeah. put that, and then suddenly, like they 
it chooses to fight like yes. so much better that's so much better of a story like that's so much oh my god right. Right. oh my god and then he's in two scenes and then disappears it's like yeah why and what most why? interesting most interesting character though he that the robot was the hook in the first 40 yes. minutes yes. yes yes so much better and so much more in- oh my god yeah yep, yep. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking, speak, uh, speaking of robots, uh, I watched the creator on Hulu. Uh, and speaking of Gareth Edwards, um, not great. Uh, but really good special effects, good visuals. Uh, had, I watch that. Had here's what I'll say: it just got to the edge of being like meaningful and trying to say something and then it backed off just mm. wanted to talk about like what it means to be human what it means to be a robot what it means to be like free will just got there backed off like uh a couple of times like was interesting has an interesting idea and then pulled away like oh that's some cool stuff what does all this mean how what what oh no I'm not going to give you writing. Any. Is that a failure in writing, Patrick? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think, I think that, yeah, it's not a smart enough script for it to, uh, talk. like what it's trying to do is what like ex machina did so well. And that's like a whole movie is like discussing, you know, robots and what it, what thought is. And like, I don't need it to go that far, but it definitely wants to be that. Uh, and like her, her talks about, you know, artificial intelligence and an interesting aspect of what it means to be humans interacting with artificial intelligence, what that means to each other. And I've never be- seen that. I've never seen that movie. I don't, I, yeah. Oh, her. It's great. Uh, but but like those movies are really well written and then spend a lot of time on the subject matter. And this is trying and this has some like touches of that but never quite gets to where you want it to go. Uh, and the last like battle is like really dumb. And, uh, uh and... the fi- I haven't seen it and yeah. I'm disinterested in it, even though it, it seems like a really interesting, it seems like a great idea. And yes. The yes. Yes. If the failing, it starts from zero for me. Because I just don't find John David Washington to be a con- compelling lead actor really? in he, anything. He, like he was a lot. He wasn't very good in Tenet. I I think I think Tenet He's was weaker. Yeah. Tenet is. I mean, it's purposefully confusing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like Nolan is like, I'm gonna make a con- the most confusing time travel movie I can think of. Um, and I just <laughs> don't find he was as him as the protagonist in Tenet and. And so he doesn't ever pique my interest in terms of I'm going to go see his movie like Michael B. Jordan. I'll go see his movies like, uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman when he was alive. I'll go see his movies like he po- those those kind of leads piqued my interest. John David Washington mm. just doesn't pique my interest enough to want to go see the movie. You know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty weak. Um, All right. So uh, uh, last one. Uh, I am not current. I guess they just released them all. So I've watched two episodes of Echo, um, and one episode of Echo. I I am um, 
I am searching for a reason to care. Uh, I I don't care about the character. Uh, I think that um, there's stuff that happens in episode two that makes me care about them less because they basically murder a bunch of people, um, even if they're even if they're villains. Like you're still a murderer. Like you're 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 you know due process. Um, I, I feel like that Daredevil, Daredevil doesn't murder people. Yeah. He, he beats them up and he takes them well, to jail. Think, you know, he stops it, them from doing bad things. Think about it this way, dude. Yeah. Think about it this way, dude. The Punisher kills everybody he meets. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Punisher, uh, TV show either. Cause I don't care about that. I See, don't like I, my heroes to kill that's people. The, that's the missing component is John Barenthal. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Punisher, an interesting, compelling character. Yeah. I don't think that Echo is an interesting enough or a compelling enough character to carry their own series. I, I don't understand. I, I, I've asked myself the question a few times. Why are they making a show about this character when there's so many other characters that I think are comic book fans would prefer to see a show about? And they chose to put money here. I don't know why. Like, make... Just make a fucking superhero show. Why are you doing this? I don't uh, mind the MCU exploring, you know, other characters and seeing what throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like I don't yeah, mind that necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes it hard to consume everything. Yes. Like I'm such a completist nerd, like Me, completionist nerd. I'm a Marvel. I'm a Marvel completionist, and I want to know what I'm missing. I even, I even, bit, like, pain watched Secret Wars. Just in case I missed something. I didn't even finish Secret Wars. It is so bad. It is so bad. Uh, but I pain-watched it. I'm probably going to pain-watch Echo. Um, I mean, it's only five episodes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched a single episode yet. It's, it's, it's not very good. It's, not, yeah. it's just sort of whatever. Um, I like I like Kingpin. So yeah. Kingpin is Nofrio's Kingpin is 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 watchable. He's sure. in he's in he's in five minutes of it so far. Yeah. And and Daredevil's in the first ten minutes, and then that's it so far. Charlie the, Cox might still. I mean, I forget about him because the DC is the MCU is so full. But Charlie Cox literally might be my favorite. I love it in all of the MCU. Dude, Daredevil. Daredevil, the show on Marvel was really good. I mean, uh, Luke Cage was pretty good. It was was a little uneven. And uh, Iron Fish was pretty bad. And uh, Jessica Jones season one was amazing, but hard to watch. Uh, And Daredevil, Daredevil was the best. Daredevil was like, uh, I mean, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is up there with like, with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and yeah, Chris think, Evans as Captain America in terms of, like, perfect realization of oh, this MCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Show? You, you cut Has out. Have an update about a Daredevil show? Yes. They relaunched it. Uh, so they had a plan for a certain kind of Daredevil show. It was in pre-production. They scrapped it. Hmm. And now they're, it seems like they're heading, they're turning, turning back towards just maybe making something similar to, because they're going to basically have the same cast from the Netflix Daredevil show. They're bringing back Deborah Ann Wall as um, Karen Page. 
and uh, Alden Hansen as um, Foggy Nelson. So wow, the three—I mean, the three of them together—they were always a compelling trio. Whenever they were on screen, mm-hmm. they're all there. There's so, there's so much camaraderie there. Um, yeah, I would love to see that, and I I would uh, love to see Deborah Ann Wall get more work. She she was on a podcast a couple years ago where she's like, yeah, I, I, she did multiple years on daredevil she did multiple years on true blood and she's like i don't get job offers and i'm like mm-hmm. you were in like two really big shows and you were good in both of those shows but she would talk about on this podcast how she doesn't get job offers it's kind of weird that's weird to think, to think about that like they have you 10 years of success making tv and then the job offers just go away you know hmm. anyway uh, that's, that's, that's my list. So I could start the dystopian, uh, list. Yeah, unless you guys, dystopian? Well, dystopian and, unless, unless you guys have other things to talk about that you want to talk about, you mentioned Percy Jackson. I'm watching that. I am, I'm true to true detective is back. Oh yeah. Uh, the first yes. two episodes. I haven't watched true any detective. of it. Yeah. Uh, I love true detective, even the bad seasons and the the lukewarm seasons i like um so far through two episodes this new season with jodie foster is so weird and creepy i love it and very interesting and true detective regardless of what you think of the quality of certain seasons there is not a better show on tv that communicates a sense of place better than true detective like rural Louisiana from the first season, like ultra industrial Southern California for the second season, you know, rural kind of backwoods Appalachia for the third season. And now like top of the world in Alaska with no sunshine for months at a time and how like inherently creepy and mystic mystic that place would be. I totally freak. I totally freak Susan out because the. I'm totally with you, Andrew. I totally freak Susan out when I said I would love to live there. (laughs) No, dude. Dude. I was like, I I absolutely love that. It um that the snowy. It's always snowing. Darkness all the time. Um, I I felt this like absolute pull toward a place like that and the quiet cut to cut to chris in five years and he's ceo of the anchorage airport right (laughs) it's it's amazing i mean it's so it's like alaska is like the suicide capital of the country like it's like people go there and it's like they want to die like it's like the worst uh andrew is 100 percent right the first two episodes the atmosphere is unbelievably um it just is so uh interesting and like oppressive the atmosphere yes. that's created by the first two episodes the, the oppressive it's, darkness it's, it's awesome it's awesome yeah okay. it's home well i gotta i gotta I love I, it. it's on the list for hannah and i to watch uh we 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 need to we need to watch it so and i uh, love i love the weekly like True Detective isn't a show to binge. It would be so hard to watch that in one day yep. or try to. Coming out, you, you you watch it for 50 minutes and then you 
can put it away for a week and then you come back or you think about it for a week and then you come back. It's one of those shows that's better on a weekly watch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Um, okay. So my dystopian list, I've done a hard sci-fi list and we're on to a low sci-fi. I did talk about this and I'm not doing any star Wars and I'm not doing any, is that it? Like what else did I, like this this is just dystopian futures sci-fi okay, okay. Uh, my t- my my top 10 list um number number 10 uh v for vendetta uh i i love that movie mm-hmm. uh this so the the material is really good the book is really good i think they did a really good job uh portraying it it's an, some interesting ideas there um yeah Pretty dark in some parts, like very dark in, in a lot of parts. A lot of these are probably very dark. It really dark. does a good job of, of creating the dystopian police state, yes. ultra-religious you know, setting. Yes. Pulls that off pretty well. And I like, I like, I mean, I know the original source material is set in London, but I like that it's set in London and it's not just, it's not the purge, you know, it's not dystopian America. It's actually, it's a dystopian London and how that culture could change into something dystopian. I, I like that aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, uh, Hunger Games. I, I think that uh, it's, it's genuinely fun to watch, and I enjoy it. Uh, not, a, not a perfect movie, uh, but... Just so the first specifically, you're talking about the first one. The first one, the first, the first okay. one specifically. I, I even, think I don't think the first Hunger Games is the best one. The best is one is Catching Fire, for in terms of movie quality. I mean, the second one is really good, but yeah. uh, uh, I I I think I think the first one sets up the story really well, and um, it's it's an interesting like world, and I think the books are really different and interesting, um, kind of simple. Mm-hmm. But like, have you seen the, the new one, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes? I have not. Uh, have you? Me neither. It was good. I, really? I saw it. You saw I, it? I saw it, uh, yeah, with the girls, and uh, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It kind yeah. of, yeah. I just uh, am not a huge fan. I mean, the idea of a like a like a origin story for Coriolanus mm. Snow just doesn't pique my interest. It, uh, so. It does a nice job of explaining what he's all about. Okay. okay. I I here here's here's something that uh you know a buddy of mine said to me the other day and I think this is right is like if you're like not 100% excited about a movie that's in the theaters like the modern times is you just have to wait like a month or two and it's on streaming and then you could watch it and it's low commitment it's like you're not going to a theater you're not like spending the money you're not doing all this stuff and i i'm i'm interested but not very interested in that so i mean this is i agree with that and this is coming from the three of us who love going to the movies yes just going to the movies is something we love right like I, i went and saw that sydney sweeney uh, Glenn Powell romantic comedy just because I wanted to go to the <laughs> movie. Dude, really? It's not, good. it's not good. I just I had nothing going on on a Sunday. Action had plans, well, so I just well, went to the movies and saw that. You went to it by yourself? Yeah. Wow. Okay, we're gonna just keep going. Um, okay. uh, number eight, Ghost. Of the, uh, sorry, not not uh, number eight is uh, Children of Men. Uh, That's I, too I, low. 
You got to put that needs yeah, to be dude. higher. That's well, uh, okay. Put Children of Men is at least for me in the top five. Children of Men. This is incredible movie. Incredible. Incredible movie. I love it. It's really amazing and dark. I mean, most yes, most of these are very dark, um, but some amazing shots. And it's like you put you put something science fictiony and weird in the hands of like a really good filmmaker, and it becomes something else. And it's like really smart and thought out. And uh, uh, I really loved what he made, he made the best Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hands, down. Hands uh, down. Number seven is Ghost in the Shell. I jumped ahead a little bit there. Uh, the okay. the not the Scarlett Johansson, the original Japanese anime. anime. Uh, I love that movie. It's incredible and incredible weird movie. and and yeah. dark and beautifully animated. Like you know, I that I think scene with the tanks. That scene with the tanks is one of the best scenes ever in movies. Yes, yes, it's yep, yep. like an action, an action scene that is like incredible, um, and and sort of, you know, talks about what it means to be human and stuff so much better than uh, the creator did. Um, uh, number six, I'm probably gonna get some shit for this one. Uh, Waterworld. I love Waterworld. Uh, I think that movie's a Wally? lot of fun. Wa- water. Waterworld. Waterworld. Yes, that's a good, uh, that's a good one on the list. Though. That's got to be on my uh, honorable mentions. Wally. Uh, I, I Waterworld is a compelling choice because it's it's a unique vision yes. of a dystopian future. Yes, like it you know it takes the the kind of the initial kind of madness of glo- this is what global warming is going to do to us is going to melt the polar ice caps and it's going to be a world of no land. And then it, you know, it takes it, you know, it's a fun adventure story too. It's about, and it, how it, it, how I, lo- it I love a good adventure. Yeah. yeah. Tries to, tries to humanize Kevin Costner's character, but doesn't quite <laughs> get there because he's not human. Yeah. Kevin know? Costner, not human by the way. Uh, but I still love him. I, I think that, I think that the movie is probably not very good and it's goofy and has some like moments of like, ugh. But a great performance by a completely unhinged Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is amazing in it, and and the setting. I think the setting and the idea uh, is so unique and weird, and uh, it, and your survival in this really harsh place seems so brutal. Uh, you know, uh, so well, I, I, nice I I give it a pass too. for that. So it's, it does a nice job too of kind of establishing logical world building in the sense that yeah the, in a world without dirt or saint or earth or anything like that these things would become very very important yes and people would want certain things like a world full of salt water you know being able to make fresh water would be of such a valuable commodity you know stuff like stuff like that. those little world building elements are i think actually really nicely thought out in that movie too mm-hmm mm-hmm uh number five akira another anime on the list i i like no i I haven't seen akira akira is uh like kind of an interesting watch and uh really brutal not for hard to to follow hard Hard to to follow follow. and Mm -hmm. and pretty rough and uh but the animation is like the best animation animated movie like the anime animated movie that's still ever made i think um and uh some of the scenes are really good and the music is incredible um 
and the end is like you is bonkers and you're losing your mind um but it is it is incredible it is an incredible Mm. movie um number six uh number four uh dread i love carl urban's dread and i yes i love that movie uh such an overlooked awesome dystopian sci-fi action movie yeah. so, so good yeah. so i read the original judge dread comics and they are really interesting great great art um and the the interesting future that they created this like megaopolis because of like the rest of the world being destroyed so everybody's in this giant city that builds up and and because of that and it's like tons millions and millions of people on top of each other that you had to make this like judge jury and executioner and one person i love that idea for this dystopian and like very cyberpunky you know a few of these like are, are like these straddle the line of the cyberpunk look uh and i i love the movie dread and it's a simple case one day in the life of this guy who's like you know dealing with a problem and it's it's a it's a bad problem um so i love that kind of i love i love movies that take place in a short period of time like this is one day this is one day the one bad day yes i love the ticking clock ticking clock right clock and tread is awesome yeah there's such an undercurrent of tension all the time there's no time to think this doesn't take place over a month or a couple weeks it's one day it's one day of rough uh it's also and it's and it and and it's part of it one of the most interesting levels of it is you're watching someone who is very very good at what they do Mm -hmm. and figuring out these terrible situations they get into but you're watching someone who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They are a competent individual, and the big challenges get and put in flawed, front of them. And flawed as hell. Oh, oh yeah. Completely oh yeah. Flawed. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's str- you know struggles with all this. You know, he's he's definitely way too violent than he needs to be, and way too uncompromising. But he is just. He is great at what he does, and that's how he gets himself out of these situations. He's but he's not a great judge. Yeah, but but he's also like not heartless. Like there's this moment in the beginning of the movie. I rewatched it like a month ago, so I like there's a mo- beginning in the mo- beginning of the movie where he walks into the 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 big tower, and there's this home. There, yeah, there's this homeless guy that's loitering, and he says, "Don't be here when we get back." And then he just keeps walking. So he gives him a chance to get out of there. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I get you. And, and, and it's sort of like this moment of like, he just doesn't arrest him on the spot. He's, he's gives him a, like, he gives, get out of here. You're de- like, you know, just yeah, don't be here when we get out of here. And, and so it's just like this moment of like, he's not heartless, but he's also like, you gotta be, you got to be rough in this world that is trying to kill you constantly. You be uncompromising. Yes, yes. Um, uh, down, down the, down the road a little bit here. Number three, uh, RoboCop. Still, I think an amazing like future of like corporate greed and like privatizing police forces and the interesting idea of like police striking. And then there's so much like little stories in there, little weird stuff, um, and it's just ro- it's like a robot cop that 
is really violent and has one of my favorite like Basil Polidurus' scores. I love Basil Polidurus from the eighties, um, and I, I love that movie. So one of the one of the all time grossest scenes of oh god of, in any movie in any movie gets covered in the goo and then he gets run over and he explodes in this yep. gooey he, gooey. Yeah. He it's so gross, dude. He, 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 yeah. he literally disintegrates. Yeah. Awful. It's so squishy and gross. That is. So, I mean, yeah. think about that and think about how hard R that movie is. Yes. Hard, hard yeah. R. Yeah. And they ended up making a, like a primetime television show of it was, Robocop. It was so and popular. The kids' TV, animated TV show of crazy. Robocop. Crazy. Like, crazy. The the like, third the third one is PG thirteen yeah, Satir- yeah. satirizing all this stuff and then you dumb it down and just make a cop of the week sh- you know a case of the week show with a robot with a robot right 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 and right. a Saturday morning cartoon it's so funny weird weird yeah so weird in eighties uh oh you just reminded me I'm do- gonna derail us down the list here for a second uh because I know you like the series Christopher I picked back up uh listen my sort of bedtime book is the third dresden files book the oh. gra- grave peril is what it's called I you know that. That, it, it's one of the best series of all time you know i you know i don't know why i fell off of grave peril back then like when i first started because i downloaded it like years ago um and and I, I fell off on it and I forgot about it and I'm like listening to it now before I go to bed and I really it's fun like it's I I might have to get the next one like it's 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 just those like books, yeah those books are incredible dude it's yeah. it's just it's just you know noir noir cop you know noir private eye but he's a wizard like yep. that's that's it's just this weird shit and but he's like hard boiled noir author yeah shout out to the author jim butcher for yeah. having one of the best panels chris and i have ever been to yeah. at phoenix comic-con like six seven years ago oh wow he was a great panel yep he, see, he seems like he's like a like a be like a be and it's read by the on audible these books are read by james marston marston yeah uh, yeah, they're really good. He's so Marsters. good. Marsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh Spike from the Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, sorry to derail. Uh no speaking of noir, uh there's a lot of, a lot of futuristic noir movies. Uh number 2, Blade Runner. Um the original Blade Runner is very good and Vangelis score and back when, you know, uh um Ridley Scott was making good movies. I I I I really love that movie, and it's. I think the special effects still hold up, and it's. That's my number one. Yeah, mm. is that that's that's your number one? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very close to being amazing, but my number one uh, is um, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, because yeah. I love that movie. It's so good. Number two. It's that's number two. That's, yeah. that's number two. I mean, you can easily interchange those two. I, I mean, I yeah. Road is a perfect film. Yes. It's perfect. It is a perfect film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I read, well, I think I, I watched it like a week or two ago. It is just as good watching it the 10th time as it is watching it the first time. Yeah. And you, you, it's deeper the 10th time. Because yeah. there's so much texture. Amazing, to that movie. amazing like, movie, amazing, amazing film. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, but I think Blade Runner and Fury Road are interchangeable for me in terms of the best. 
I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was tough. It was tough yeah, making this list. You're but... number eight. Children of eight. Children of men at number eight is way too low. I would put Children of Men. I think at number three. Oh wow. For me, it's really good. Of... I mean, I mean, it's sort of like I. I would say it's less about like which movie is better. It's like what kind of mood am I in uh, to want to watch one of these movies? Like, I don't have any desire to watch Children of Men. I don't think ever. Oh it's God! Because it's so bleak. I mean, it's so bleak. It ends. It ends on a hopeful, wonderful moment. But he dies. Was... Spoilers. I mean, he dies in the boat. That's the hope. That's the hopeful the ending. And the yes. Baby get away, and they're saved. Yes. So they have that. We have that kernel of hope. It's wonderful, but yeah. it is such a dark sad movie well and it's like this and it's very dystopian where it's like i love the idea of like you just take one thing away from our normal society and everything falls apart like suddenly no one can have children again and everything just unravels like it's yeah. like it's like this one thing like we're all just like going along our society you know everything is fine everything is fine but then it's it's you know, babies stop being born. Yes, just this one little thing that like yeah. that that screws everything up, and I I love the science fiction that's like that, the questioning uh, of science fiction, and that's yeah. that's a lot of these. It's like the what ifs, the the this what this is what could happen in the future, um, yeah. and uh, I had a few. Um, Honorable mentions, but I don't know if I need to say them because we we were sort of running a little long. But yeah. I have uh, my I, I I could either do low sci-fi, which I already have done, or should I do should we do top ten John Cusack music movies next time? Top uh, ten so, John Cusack movies. Top ten John Cusack movies next time. That's my yeah. list. Uh, yeah. uh, that that was fun to do. I love dystopia movies, uh, and <laughs> and I have our a dad, <laughs> our dad. Any any that you would add to the list, Andrew? I don't think I would add any. I I was thinking. I mean, his list is pretty solid. I might add Blade Runner twenty forty nine just because I love it so much. I would put it in the back half. I think. Hmm. Um. I I mean, I find it to be more entertaining of a film than the original Blade Runner, but you can't discount Blade Runner's just all-time classicness. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it redefined the genre. Right. Um, I would put that on the list somewhere, just because the world feels so much bigger. Denis Villeneuve's vision of it is so much bigger. I agree. It, um, it, it makes my top ten. Yeah. Mm. I would probably, yeah, I'd probably go eight. Like, Children Men would go up to number three, and then Blade Runner 2049 would go into eight, I think. Uh, I really like when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know if this counts, but it sort of does. Uh, Planet of the Apes. I yeah. lo I love that movie when I was a kid. Uh, it sort of got made fun of and over overplayed, and you know, uh, you blew it up, you bastards. You know, like start, uh, it's become a cliche, but it cliche. Was, it, but at the time, it was amazing. The theater, yeah, the first time, guaranteed, it fucking melted their brains. They melted their brains. Uh, I love, and for the same same measure i used to love 80s charlton hesse before he went crazy uh i loved a mega man when i was a kid um and in that same vein i love i am legend uh and I think so i am legend is a solid honorable mention for me what about I, 12 monkeys 12 monkeys is really good hannah just rewatched 12 monkeys too and, weird for me 
I mean, Terry Gilliam. I don't have that much affection for it because it's just too weird. Terry Gilliam is a bizarre director, and I, I, I still have a love of the adventures of Baron Munchausen from when I was a kid. So weird. And that movie is a fever dream. Like that, that, that movie is. I mean, so he makes weird ass movies, but like uh, Twelve Monkeys is completely bizarre but you rewatch that and he got a lot of things like kind of right there's so much there's so much trash and homeless people in that movie and it's sort of grody and things are starting to lose like like that future is like they're starting to lose society's starting to like lose it a little bit really really like well-made uh layering like world layering um but and apparently, apparently, the spinoff TV show or the TV show that was on Sci-Fi a few years mm, ago, mm, there was a couple. I watched of that. I watched supposed, that. It was great. Apparently, I never yeah, watched I, it, but I, I enjoyed got, that show. I enjoyed really that good show, reviews. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Apparently, the guy who was like the showrunner on that, he was the showrunner for Picard season three. Huh. So, oh, I mean that—that that that was a season that was actually good. Yeah, right. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that's a pretty good uh, episode. Do we have anything else, boys? No, sir. Um, if you'd like to contact us about uh, anything, our list, if you'd like to comment, uh, email us at brothersgeekpodcast at gmail.com. Contact us at brothersgeekdostuff on Instagram. We're also on threads now, F, Twitter, X. So, Brothers Geek on threads and uh and what else we're on youtube brothers geek schmaltz on youtube and you know we're on spotify and itunes and listen to listen to us on one of those and give us a review please um and that's it thanks for listening thanks good night all right